Hi, I'm Teresa Barber, your host for IMS Insights. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Wallace Bill Beisinger, an advisor who specializes in executive-level consulting for healthcare and technology companies. He has more than 40 years of experience in the industry. With a bachelor's in business administration and an MBA in economics, as well as a PhD in healthcare administration, he co-authored the book Investing in Information Technology, and also authored the book Simple Practice Survival Guide for HIPAA and High Tech. Dr. Beisinger has also published more than 100 articles on technology, healthcare information systems, and more. He supported IMS clients on multiple cases, and today, Dr. Beisinger will be providing us with great insights into the healthcare information industry. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the trends in the industry towards patients taking more responsibility in their healthcare and health data, new care treatment models, and the technological advances in medical device making. So, you know, really healthcare through a lot of different lenses has been a large topic of national and, you know, sometimes global conversation um, for quite a while. When we think about the Affordable Care Act, about drug pricing, and then even about, you know, the rollout of 5G and the emergence of technology in different areas in healthcare, what are you watching? What do you see as the most transformative in healthcare today? Uh, the, the most transformative thing that's happened to healthcare in the last, I'd say, three years is that patients who normally in the past relied on physicians or providers to give them all their information about healthcare, and therefore when they went to see the doctor, they didn't have a lot of, carry a lot of knowledge. They just anticipated a lot of answers to questions. Mm-hmm. Today, what's happening is patients, because of the internet and because of a younger population, um, and concern about healthcare and the cost of healthcare have become much more educated. And either and as well, the retired and the elderly have become much more educated by virtue of information that's available today about healthcare conditions. Mm-hmm. So I see the change in healthcare is much more aligned with um, information being accurate and information being presented well, and patients who come in almost with a skeptical approach to the ability for that physician to be able to solve their problem um, and armed with an awful lot of data Hmm. that in many cases causes the providers and the physicians a lot of angst in this process. Mm -hmm. So the reason I say that is what it points to is all of a sudden um, information is much more important um, to be able to be rendered Um, when these cases, and in my opinion, we're going to have more and more cases with regard to um, procedures and surgeries that have gone wrong, um, information that has been uh, misused, and even diagnoses that have been um, provided uh, that may also not be appropriate. So I think we're going to move in healthcare. You know, I've done a number of security and privacy breach cases, but I think what's going to start happening is that there are going to be cases now about um, performance and um, expertise of the physicians to render appropriate diagnoses and procedures for patients. So when things go wrong, and by the way, in the industry today, I've looked at statistics about 40% of surgeries are not appropriate. Um, And of that 40% of surgeries that are not appropriate, 10 to 20% of those surgeries can lead to 
very, very severe issues, not the least of which is death. Hmm. Therefore, um, we're going to have some, I believe, some litigations in the future that are focused around the misdiagnosis and the mistreatments of patients in multiple venues. Um, and a lot of that is, is, again, going back to the level of knowledge that's available today, uh, patients who are not going to be afraid to sue their doctors or to sue their hospitals. And hospitals, I don't believe, or, do or physicians or physician groups are really ready for this. It's not medical malpractice. It's going to be more of, of, uh, of people coming in with specific information saying, you, you made bad decisions. And if you think about it, and we're going to talk about this a little later, artificial intelligence plays a major role in decision making. And hmm. that the technologies that become more astute around decision making are going to lead to some of these uh, litigation issues, in my opinion. Right. Well, and you mentioned, um, you know, health data ownership. And we, you're thinking about, you know, all of the biometrics now we're collecting with our wearables and, um, you know, personal data information. Are there any great... Are there any gray areas that you're watching or that you think are especially interesting that, um, you know, litigators working in complex litigation should be monitoring, should be paying attention to, or corporate counsel need to be mindful of? Yes. And I think the area that is most important is exactly what you're saying. There's an awful lot of information available about patients today that's coming from streams that are not necessarily medically based. Um, and that information is, is being stored on the internet by someone. Um, it may be, you know, someone who is selling um, prescription drugs. It may be someone who is selling other supplemental uh, pharmaceuticals that are not necessarily prescription drugs. It could be your health center. Um, it could be a chain of health centers. Um, mm -hmm. Or it could be anybody else who's in the business today of selling wellness um, expertise, because all of a sudden we're giving a lot of people a lot of information about ourselves that is medical-based information that we only used to give to the hospital we went into or the physician that we had a relationship with. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe that, yeah, we're, we're going to see some litigation based upon information that was misused um, in multiple venues. Thank you. Um, could you talk to me a little bit about uh, some of the new tools that are emerging in healthcare for medical decision-making and care treatment, newer care treatment models like accountable care organizations? It's, it's interesting because the accountable care organization um, started out of a movement in the 1990s that I was heavily involved in called the, called the Managed Care Integrated Delivery Network Movement. And it was based around hospitals and physician groups and medical practices and payers getting together and forming electronic connections to be able to manage a patient population. Mm -hmm. That is the exact same model that accountable care organizations are today. Um, the reason it didn't work back then is because we had some technological issues, obviously, because the internet wasn't the way it was today, um, as well as there was a lot of issues or controversy around who was going to control what and how was the money going to be divided. So those were other issues. Hmm. But today in accountable care organizations, they're very, many are focusing heavily on wellness. So the ability to keep patients well or in, in a good state of, of medical condition. Um, 
the, the problem you have with accountable care organizations is most of them are, again, closed models. So mm-hmm. you have that information in a closed loop. But in fact, those patients that you're serving are going out to a lot of other places to get information and their information is being published in those places. And when I say published, it's not necessarily published to the world. They are selling the information in the aggregate. Hmm. So now what's going to happen is um, we're going to start, we meaning the healthcare providers and the healthcare insurers, including Medicare and Medicaid, Mm -hmm. are going to start relying on those people that are managing big data and delivering um, a level of analytics that may be may be um, generated based around a false set of assumptions. So let me just take a break here for a minute, and let's let's talk uh, uh, in a minute. Let me let you uh, assess what I just said because I want to talk now about artificial intelligence and how it's going to impact what I just said. Yeah, please. So, um, and I'll go ahead and ask the question, Bill. So we um, recently, you mentioned, you know, artificial intelligence and the emergence in, in the healthcare industry and how disruptive that could potentially be um, and digitization of other technological advances. Where do you see the future of the industry heading and what roadblocks do you see for corporate counsel or litigators who may need to contend um, with, you know, those hurdles to, to advance the industry or move past potential, potential disputes? Right. One, one of the issues that's going to begin happening, and already is, is the reliance on um, artificial intelligence and data analytics. Um, and artificial intelligence is an interesting phenomenon in that what it really does is it creates a scenario that says, if I have enough data, I can profile what any type of entity, in the, in the healthcare case, a patient looks like based on a specific set or or specific condition or set of conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, And you call that um, synthesizing a patient. So what you're doing around artificial intelligence and using big data analytics to be able to generate the um, decision-based assumption uh, environment that is used to determine what these synthetic patients look like is you're looking at an aggregate. Well, when you look at an aggregate of patients, you have to start looking at um, things around the environment that those patients actually live in, or the environment that those patients exist in, not just live locally in, but what gets goes into that makeup. And is that makeup environmentally um, impacted? Is that makeup a lifestyle impacted? What is it about this, this synthetic patient that we are going to use to get down to a diagnosis on a specific decision that needs to be made with regard to a procedure or surgery. Um, Because what AI does is AI goes out and looks at a universe of, let's say, a billion patients. And then through a set of assumptions that some are input and some are synthesized, it starts moving that billion patients down to a manageable group of patients to let's say 100 patients that you can predict what an outcome would be based upon providing a set of procedures or capabilities treatment plan if you will against those 100 patients mm-hmm. because those 100 patients seem common out of this billion of patients that exist and remember the commonality is based on a set of parameters that were deter- developed using the AI models over time so 
I think that what we're going to see happen is the decision-making will move from the clinical process, which is today composed of physicians and those people around the care continuum within a specific um, environment making those decisions, to a computer modeling environment making those decisions. Right or wrong, I believe there's going to be challenges to it in the early days of this happening. Over time, it'll probably be accepted as the norm. But initially, we're going to start limiting uh, people's ability to be able to have their decisions made with their physician or with the organization that they belong to that may be a healthcare system. Thanks to Dr. Beisinger for providing some really wonderful insights into the world of healthcare and the roadblocks that commercial litigators may face through the implementation of digitization and AI into the field. We at IMS are proud to deliver powerful insights for our clients into the world of complex commercial litigation and emerging technologies, and to provide the highest quality of expert-related services. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast above so you don't miss out on future insights. If you'd like to contact our editorial team, shoot us an email at editor at expertservices.com.